Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy 2020, and welcome back to Beyond the Bench. Uh, We've taken a couple of weeks off here since the National Convention uh, just to enjoy some time and and, uh, just haven't recorded, but it's good to be back, and... uh, we're all in the house. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Doing well. How are you, Todd? Hey, Aaron. Happy New Year's, uh, guys. It's uh, great to be back with you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I don't know, it, it It was good to take a break, but uh, it's better to get back on the, the horse again, I guess, so to speak, and start recording again. So I've been looking forward to, to getting back and getting back on the air. So, um Let's just dive right in. I mean, we we basically, those of you that, we basically recorded a whole episode before we even started, and if we could play that for you, I think you'd be entertained as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, that's what we should do sometime. We'll have to edit it closely, but we should go back to our, our pre-podcast recordings when we kind of just jibber-jabber for, you know, 15, 20 minutes sometimes, and uh, we should edit those and put those together because they'd be quite entertaining and um, yes, but we can have like we have like a BTB outtakes uh, podcast. There you go. Yeah, just yeah. Pull all the extra sidebar conversation stuff together. Uh, no, maybe not. I say some maybe. <laughs> I say some dumb stuff in those moments. Well, I know that would surprise all y'all out there that I might yeah, yeah. say silly stuff. Hey, Aaron, if you're if you're afraid. I'm really afraid. Think you say are stupid. I'm in trouble. I'm in some trouble. Oh, well, I'm glad I've got me here to the mature one to keep you guys in line. So, <laughs> thank you, Todd. Yeah, we yeah, appreciate that. I've got wisdom, a duty to do. The wisdom of Todd Gordon keeps us centered and balanced. That's oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, except in the first it's, twenty minutes, the pre-show. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive right in. And uh, anyway, it's it's good to be back with everybody, and and uh, thanks for tuning in uh, today. It's just going to be us three uh, today. We're gonna uh, we'll do our what's up, what's down, and um, then we're going to do a little review of the NADC, the national convention. Uh, we'll all kind of hit some highlights of that and talk through that, and then at the end of the show, we're going to talk about our one word. Uh, you know, that's kind of popular. Uh, it's been popular that. John Gordon and um, the guys he's written that with, and we'll uh, dive into our one word a little bit and talk through those a little bit uh, for our our new year. So uh, here we go. It's time for a little what's up, what's down, and I'll lead off uh, today. Um, And my what's up is just the NADC experience. I mean, I, I just... I think maybe it's because of the place I'm at professionally right now and personally. Um, just feeling a lot of happiness and direction and um, at Greene County. 
Um, but I, I tell you, I took so much away from uh, the national convention this year. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but hats off to the NIAAA, the NFHS, uh, their staff, uh, their planning committees. And uh, I know, Scott, you're on a couple of those committees, but um, I, I just hats off to them. Just another great experience. I, I do think it's one of the best professional development things that we have. Um, I think we're very fortunate and uh, yeah. it, it was just great. I do want to... Um, We'll talk about later, but I want to give a shout out and uh, just encourage everybody. Um, the Globetrotten ADs podcast. Uh, we had some yes. join us, the international ADs, and they said yeah. they were going to think about starting a podcast, and they did it. They actually did it out yes. there. Their I first episode, it. yeah, was recorded out there. Um, and so look up Globetrotten ADs, Nick DeForest and Matt Fleming. And uh, I think that's going to be an interesting podcast to listen to because – I mean, they—they are. They're across. It's a whole different world, uh, being an international AD. So I think it can be very informative. Um, uh, so give Globetrotten ads a a listen. And uh, hats off to Nick and Matt. Good luck with that podcast. You know, I going back to our conversation with them. I just got a kick out of, you know, the the when we talked to them about the travel and who they go play, you know, mm -hmm. around Europe and in the areas they're at. And I just got a kick out of thinking, you know, we go through you know, packing the bag with our kids before you had on the bus, you know, you got your shoes, you got your warm ups, you got your Jersey. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got to put things, they got to put passport in there. You got your papers so that you yep. can actually go into the country or going to play. It's just a totally different experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be good to listen to Aaron. What's up with you? Well, uh, a lot of things are up going back to school on Thursday. wasn't one of them. <laughs> but uh, I digress away from that. Uh, for those that got the full the rest of the week off, um, Todd Gordon, <clears throat> uh, congrats to you for the extra two days of vacation. But here's, I tell you what, I this is year two in a row for us going out to Colorado as a family skiing and going out to Steamboat Springs and the, the Steamboat Ski Resort out there. And uh, I just, I don't know if I found a more uh, – calming peaceful place for me personally it it isn't that i'm sure for everybody but man when i come over the top of rabbit ears pass and we drop back down into the yampa valley and i can get my first glimpse of the mountain and the resort mm. uh it's just i just take a deep breath and i sigh and for the time we're out there um very relaxing uh great family time um i just i, I enjoy it so uh, I, that's definitely my up. I, I come back and I'm still checking the Steamboat app every day. How much snow did they get? What do the runs look like? What do the, the chairlift lines look like? Uh, love it all. So mm, enjoy the family you. time out there. That's great. And I didn't break a leg. I tried. I, there was one little run. I was bouncing through some trees and my ski got stuck. And I, I tried oh. to break my leg. But uh, luckily, you didn't get her done. Didn't get her done. The ski came out of the binding at the last minute. I was a little nervous because I just kept sliding and my ski was stuck. I'm like, oh, where's the oh. ski? Um, and uh, luckily my ski or my boot popped out and all was good. Great. Great. Scott Jarvis, what's up with you? Well, my, my up, it, you know, yes, this seems really simple, but it was fantastic. My, I had about a 30-minute conversation with my seventh grade daughter yesterday and she was pleasant the whole time she was talking to me about basketball and how it was going and 
And uh, for all you dads that have uh, teenage daughters, that was a rare moment. And I, I walked out and I just had a, she walked out and I was like, wow, that was, that was amazing. And it was just <laughs> kind of a, a nice reprieve from like, whatever, dad. <laughs> so that was my up for the week. I know that sounds simple and crazy, but it was, we had a really good conversation. It was, it was like having a, a conversation with a, with an adult and uh, it was really nice and we had a great conversation and she just told me about her week and how things were going and how basketball team was going. And uh, it's, you know, crazy when we have those conversations, cause I'm always like, okay, well now you got to remember because it's always the coach doesn't know this. And doesn't, now, Hey, you got to have to work with people like this when you have a job. So now how are you going to do that? How are you going to react to that? If he says this and you don't like it, you can't have your I'm mad girl face on. You got to, compose yourself and bring it in and <laughs> i just don't know that those conversations are always had with with uh, parents and kids when they get home and kid comes home and complains about coach and the parents are like you're right they're a complete moron so mm-hmm. it was good it was good. good enjoy the moments right i say that's that, right that 30 minutes was gold right there i don't think that's a crazy it was. job at all i think it's isn't it amazing when you have and, and all of a sudden you find yourself in it and you didn't realize it for the first 10 minutes. And all of a sudden you're looking around like, wow, we're, yeah. we're having a great conversation and, and yeah, just enjoy yeah. it when it happens. Yep. No, I, that's exactly kind of how I thought about it. She, we were talking and I'm like, then I, we got a little bit into it. And I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And it's not dad's an idiot. So it was right. <laughs> really refreshing. <laughs> Good. Well, let's go to what's down and uh, I'm back up again. I don't have a whole lot. Uh, I can't after the two weeks I've had. I mean, it's um, no travel. Um, I, I guess it, it's just, again, it's about perspective. Um, you know, the, the things out there that kind of are sucky in life, you know, the friends. We we went to a funeral the first Saturday of break. Uh, our friend that had ALS passed away um, out in Omaha. And... Uh, uh, you know, so I, I, it's just, you think about that. We had a good friend, um, former student of mine, 40 years old, mother of three, passed away after a long, courageous battle with cancer uh, a couple weeks before Christmas. Um, and, and just, you know, I, I just marvel at people that just a reminder, I guess, just keep perspective. Um, when we start, you know, moaning and complaining and, um, uh, bitching about things that really have no, you can't control them. And, but when we start complaining about things that are really meaningless, I, I just, it's just, I'm, I'm reminded all the time of just keeping a perspective of life and um, keeping those people in your thoughts and prayers that are experiencing something totally new over the holidays, you know, that they, they experienced a, the first Christmas without somebody uh, the reality of that. So I think it's like, Scott, when you have that conversation with your seventh grade daughter, like Aaron said, that that's gold. Uh, yeah. you know, those are great moments. I think we, we shouldn't take those for granted. Um, and just the times that we had. And I think Aaron, your perspective on going to Colorado with your family, those are, those are great moments. Um, and you know, I'm not going to chew out people that lose their perspective because I think we all do at times. Um, but I think when we see those reminders of uh, people that 
are going through something totally away from what we're going through. It's just, we got no business complaining sometimes. So uh, I'm going to try and live a positive life and, and hopefully people can, can feed off of that a little bit uh, without tearing them down. But um, let's just keep our perspective. That's my big thing. Um, What's down with you, Aaron? Well, first, uh, condolences on, on your friend passing away in ALS. I know that's been a, a tough journey uh, for you guys, for you and Deb to go through. So uh, send my condolences along for that. And I think Thank you've you. got a great perspective there. Just, you know, real quick, it makes me think back. And I, I really meant it. I posted right before break that, that he got back from NADC and went back and had a big, uh, you know, girl boy inner city doubleheader with Wash. And I, our gym hadn't felt like that in a long time. And I just caught myself sitting back. Uh, you know, off of the NADC, you know, positivity wave, you come back all excited and jacked up and things. I'm just stopped and I'm standing courtside looking around at the gym and I'm like, wow, mm. um, I don't pay attention enough to that. And I think to get back to what you're talking about there, Todd, just this idea of how many people leave our gyms or our events angry about a little thing versus mm-hmm. taking a moment to step back and say, huh, I just got to watch my kid do this or just got to watch my school do that or my coach do that and, and all the little things that that will make a difference in life and, and build great memories that we miss because we're mad about a 50 50 charge call mm-hmm. uh, or something like that so yep i agree with your perspective thing an, an awful lot so my down i'm going to apologize for the queasy folks out there but my down has to do with our trip back from uh from <clears throat> steamboat we did get hit by a stomach bug my my son william poor kid actually lost out on the, we skied for three days and he actually lost out on day number two, which was actually Christmas day. Uh He got hit that night uh, with that, that quick hit and stomach bug that I don't know if you guys have had it going around over there, but it's, it's about as nasty eight hours as you can go through. Um, It it really is. And he got hit that night, but he rallied and he uh, he's 18. So he can rally and come back on day two. Uh He skied the last day. It Uh hit me. On the drive on day one of the drive home, uh, and I guess I'll just say it this way: um, Western Nebraska, I eighty, <laughs> in, in a bit of a snowstorm uh, between exits, uh, is a terrible place for the stomach bug to rear its ugly head. Uh, and I'll just oh, leave it there. Good. I love it. Ugh. You can, you all can paint your. You can fill in the blanks. You guys can paint your picture of car parked alongside the road with the hazards flashing and semis flying by, uh, you know, Mm. the way you'd like. Yeah. (laughs) Tumbleweed flying. Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't a whole lot of fun. It hit four out of five of us. My wife, God bless her, is the strongest one of all of us. It did not hit her, but the the other four of us all got hit by it. Mm. Yuck. Glad you're on the mend. Well, it, it took about a week to come back, but like I said, I'm old and out of shape, uh, so it happens that way. Yeah. All right. All right, Scott Jarvis, getting down. Well, speaking of being ill, I, I went to our Ames uh, basketball game Friday before break, and I had that same bug. Oh. I started feeling a little, like, not very good at the game. And I'm, you know, I was tired anyway. We just got back from D.C., and I think I was just worn down and, I didn't feel good. And then the next day, uh, Saturday, I was in bed all day, kind of in the same boat you were in. So I, I, I feel for you on that bug. So, and then my, then all my kids got sick over break. Both my huh. daughters were sick and they, they had something much nastier than I did. Cause they were down and out 
the whole week. Christmas Day, my daughter, my daughters were both so sick that they didn't even really know what they opened. Uh, <laughs> they were just miserable. So, so my down, I kind of goes back to what Aaron talked about a little bit is just that perspective and and our fans at games uh, just getting out of control over referee calls. Um, I that's kind of been my down at just seeing that in it you know as the season goes on that always escalates a little bit because all the games become just a little bit more important and everybody gets just a little bit more ramped up um and so i'm just thinking of ways that i can try to um kind of be proactive and making sure that we keep that perspective that people need when they go and watch high school basketball games that they don't need to be screaming at the referees they don't need to be screaming at the coaches we don't need to be singling kids out on the court um just that that's kind of been my down and you know as the season goes on that always gets a little bit more wearing so what can I do as an athletic director just to be a little bit more proactive and making sure that people understand and realize why we're there and what the purpose of our kids being out on the court is right I think it's going to rear its ugly head when we run out of officials. Yes, you're completely right. When we have to, when we can't make up a game, you know, when we get a storm coming through that, and all of a sudden we don't have enough officials to make up a game or yep. uh, it's, it's going to come. I don't know what sport yeah. is going to happen in first. Um, it could be basketball. It could be baseball. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I think, and you know, we've got a, yeah, we just have to continue to educate. And I've, I've told our, our people all along, Green County, you know, since I've started there is, you know, about the shortage. I've tried to be really upfront. And I got one guy to sign up to be a football and wrestling official this year. So cool. there you uh, go. we recruited one. I, I think what uh, um, Dave Litter did up at Waverly Shell Rock, you know, he had a little clinic for high school kids. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've got a maybe just start at that age group. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, we got to start recruiting them young, but I think it's going to, when people realize that people are tired of getting yelled at and um, I, I, I just, I, I compliment, I had really haven't had any major problems, knock on wood at green County yet. Um, so I appreciate that. But uh and it's not because anything I'm doing. I, I just appreciate we've we've kept things in perspective so far. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Ninety percent of people do. Ninety absolutely. Ninety nine percent of people are awesome, and they go to the yes. games and they have the right. It's just that one percent that always makes it difficult for everybody. And yeah, I I I mean I know I know we can't change everybody and make them see you know the right perspective all the time, but um, it, it, it just, it does get frustrating and, and it wears on you. Yep. yep. Well, and, and we had to focus on that as ADs. Cause I, I, you know, I go back to that night I talked about when we had the, the double header with wash. Um, we both sets of officials as they came off the court and I was meeting them to, to, to get them off the court, make sure things were going okay. Um, and get them downstairs. Both sets of officials said that, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they yep. had a they had a great time, and it, it helped. There was it was two competitive basketball games. Like I said, it was a full house. But but 
to the credit of both both fan bases. I mean, were there grumbles and groans here and there? Sure, but they were just yeah. quick reactions to a, a 50-50 call yeah. um, that, that didn't go their way. There was no uh, – that I listened to or that I caught harassing the official, and it just it made for such a positive experience. I think the more we can focus on as ADs on trying to create those in, in any way, shape, or form we can and then highlight the heck out of them, catch them doing something right, uh-huh. Um, which is part of why I wanted to post that so quickly after the game before we got into break yeah. was just as a way to say last night felt great. And for those mm-hmm. of you who were there and felt the same way, let's bottle that up and, and bring it back next time. So uh, hopefully we'll build on that, but we have to notice them and praise them and, uh, yeah. and, and try to recreate them as best we can yep. as ADs. Yep. I think so. And I think, you know, the way I think we can do that as ADs is, you know, if you've got a local radio station and you've gotten in with a local sports reporter, um, just get that on the radio right away or get it to that sports report. I mean, that's, you're right. We got to get that publicized. We got to praise people in public, praise our student bodies uh, yeah. when they're doing a good job, home and away. I think we've just got to collectively come together and just do things, just really emphasize the positive. And maybe we can drown out that negative one or two percent. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's good when we can praise our adults, when we can praise our parents, yeah. um, and do it publicly. Uh, so, any avenues that we have to do that through media, um, we got to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on because we got a lot to go here. Um, let's go on to NADC. And I, I think we'll just kind of take some rotations here and just kind of maybe throw out a few highlights, what we learned, uh, some of the things that uh, we we gained. I think we all three had great experiences. Uh, so, Aaron, uh, let's start with you. What were some things that you took away from this year's NADC? Uh, wrote down a couple of things here just to talk about that as I, I think back. And, man, that seems like a lifetime ago already. It does. Just, uh, yeah. A couple of things. One was uh, – and I always walk away with this feeling. I love going out there and be sur- being surrounded by like-minded people. People yeah. who have the same goals, same vision, same ideas, same uh, aspirations, um, struggle with the same things. Uh, you know, there's so much to be said and, and you read about it all the time. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with people who have the same dreams, aspirations, goals you have and have them feed into yours and you feed into theirs. And I, I love going there. You get the same thing when you go back to, to our Iowa convention in the springtime. So I love those moments when you just can be immersed in yep. what's great about our profession. Uh, so I, I always enjoy that. Um, and I, and I, I need to seek it more. It's why I like doing this podcast. So I, I shouldn't say like, I love doing this podcast because it's a moment once a week, most of the time where I, I can be surrounded by like-minded people that keep me moving forward. Yep. Um, the second thing I reflected upon is just the growth and engagement of our Iowa contingent at the national convention. Uh, yeah. I think it's just been on a steady uptake. Now, maybe we're just returning back to the glory days of, of you know, and Don Miller and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Steve Duncan and, and Marv Ryland and, and Dwayne Kramer. And those guys were all going to the convention together. Maybe it was like it, like that then, but I really mm-hmm. felt the past few years. And, and I think a lot of this is, has been, a result of some intentionality by our board with the state AD association of, of getting our Iowa people, not just to the convention, but engaged in the convention. Um, yeah. It's great to see that. And then last thing for me, that, that live podcast was, that was fun. Yeah. It was yeah. really fun. That yeah. Was fun. 
Yeah, and that, that's, uh, that was definitely a highlight for sure. Great stuff. And I, I, for me, um, I'm just going to throw out some facts and quotes, okay? All right. Um, just kind of going through the Dr. Adolph Brown. I mean, what a dynamic speaker he was. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. <laughs> it was funny because we were sitting there, you know, as a starting. I think we all thought the guy on stage was probably Dr. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, you know, he starts coming up and he's got the, he's got himself all done up and, and I'm sitting by Nate from Ballard and Nate says, what's that guy doing? He can't be part of it. He, he what's he doing? <laughs> he's interrupting up. What, what's he doing? And I said, oh, I don't know. I, you know, so I was, and, uh, but then as he went through it, I mean, he just had so many nuggets and, uh, just kind of emphasize some things too. One of the things he said, significant learning can't take place without significant relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, just an, an emphasis on the relationships. And then I, the other thing he said, and I've got several notes, but I just highlighted some as I was going through this, don't judge an exit on the entrance. You know, and we did that. Mm-hmm. We yeah. certainly did that. I mean, he was talking about bias and, and, uh, that's true. Uh, we judged that entrance pretty strong. Um, and I think when we get kids or coaches, whatever the case might be, our first reaction sometimes is our first experience with them. And uh, we've got to take them and, and move them. Uh, but we, uh, the exit doesn't have to be determined by the entrance we have with them. Yeah. Then Kevin Atlas, um, just a, another great speaker, the closing speaker. Um, I think some things he said, a couple of things, we have to accept our weaknesses. You know, we live in a day and age where we don't want to talk about our weaknesses. Um, and I think we've got, and, he's, and then he said, we've got to get our kids to do that too. Yeah. Um, we've got to get our kids to accept their weaknesses so they can get better at them. Um, I think it's just kind of back to that mindset, that mind, that training that we're trying to do. Um the other thing he said that I think was important, everyone wants to be loved and appreciated, but is slow to reciprocate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that was true too. He was, he was a powerful speaker as well. And, uh, so that was Kevin Atlas. I went to a couple sessions, uh, that we'll highlight. Uh, the one was understanding the mind and reaching the heart of the 21st century athlete. Just a lot of three dimensional coaching stuff at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but a couple quotes, I think, that are important for people to remember. He's talking about this generation of kids that we have, Generation Z, um, a statistic. 54% of our kids right now don't have both biological parents at home. Yeah. 54%, over half. Mm-hmm. So he said the way to think about that is that's two sets of values that they're getting from those different homes mm-hmm. or – they're getting no values at all. Yeah. So that's where it becomes so important for us and what we do. Yeah. But 54% don't have both biological parents at home. That's staggering. Yeah. And that's we know crazy. in some of our situations, it's much higher. Yeah. And then he, he talks about what athletes are looking for. They want to feel safe. They want to feel secure. And they want to feel significant. Safe, secure, and significant. That's what our kids want to feel. And, uh, you know, he said the three S's and 
if coaches just realize that, if we can get them to realize they just want to feel safe and secure and significant, we can reach them. And then he, he talked about a study, um, five qualities of coaches according to kids. They surveyed kids, and these are five qualities that um, they wanted their coaches to have. Number one, they wanted them to respect and encourage them. They want coaches to be a positive role model. <coughs> Excuse me. Third, they want coaches to be clear and consistent communicators. Number four is knowledge of the sport. Now, these were in order. And number five, someone who listens. Mm-hmm. So the knowledge of the sport is fourth. And I think sometimes we, we get out of whack with that, but kids want people who are going to care about them, basically what that amounts to. Um, and again, the number one reason they want to play, which we've heard before is they want to have fun. Uh, one of the second ones I went to was uh, signs and symptoms of mental health in our athletes. Um, was really interesting in this because it's something become, I've become a lot more, I think, passionate about in the last uh, couple of years, this last year especially, I think, uh, become more intrigued with this and trying to learn more about it. And I'm really excited because this is now going to transform into another LTI course, uh, which is being released. I think, Aaron, you may know, is it going to be next next fall? It's Yeah, it'll go through two pilot phases this summer and then early next fall. And if it gets th- through those two pilot phases with the, the NIAAA board and then with the state coordinators across the country in September, then they'll they'll launch it next December. Okay, good. Yeah, I hope to take it next year in Tampa. I, I just really think it's it's so so valid, and I'm really trying to push that to our coaches. And uh, you know, I know it's just one more thing, but I think it's just one more reason why what we're doing is so important. Um, because if 54 percent of those kids don't have a two parent family and they've got two sets of values or no values, um, that's why we're seeing so much of the mental health and the um, the mental wellness that we really need to work on. A uh, couple, couple things here. Um, athletes in this generation will be the first to grow up and not be healthier than the previous generation. Hmm. They'll be less healthy. Um, a lot of the stressors for the athletes, um, you know, a, a few of them, time demands, um, athletic performance and anxiety, injuries, and then returning from injury. Um, pressures to perform during the game, pressures leading up to the game, the opposition, playing time, interpersonal issues with teams and coaches, the personal stressors, the things outside the school. And then the last stressor they, they talked about was intensive parenting. So, I mean, that's a list of, I don't have them numbered, but nine or 10 of things. We've got to think about those stressors that are coming onto our kids. And, how as coaches or ADs or people that are in our position to influence these kids, we can't add to that. So we've got to, I mean, I know it's a lot to take in. Um, but the last comment I kind of made to my coaches in this week's RAM update was what a great opportunity we have. Uh, it's a great time to be doing what we're doing and we got to embrace it. Can't back away from it. The other thing I think that was important member um, and he said this to coaches and ADs. Um, we aren't prepared. Don't talk. Don't try to talk to kids about their disorders, but find them help. 
I mean, we're mandatory reporters. So if we know kids are struggling with some of these things, we aren't the ones that need to be trying to, to talk to them about it. We aren't prepared to do that. Very few. But we've got to be uh, able to find them help. Um, and that led him to talk about something I was really interested in. I, he talked about an after-hours emergency plan, a mental health phase of that. Hmm. So if somebody comes to practice and all of a sudden they get mad and they leave practice. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Do we just, do coaches just get frustrated? And, well, geez, forget him. He'll come back tomorrow. But no, what about those? What, what do we, we need to do something mm-hmm. because if we don't, and that kid goes out and harms himself because he got so frustrated and things have built up and he's walked out of practice and something happens and we did not report that, or our coaches did not report that to somebody, mm-hmm. then they're liable. Yeah. So what's our plan for that? He talked about that mental health emergency plan. Who do they contact? That's, uh, a, good, that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, kid has a panic, panic attack, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who do we contact? Do they contact the AD, and then we contact some of our mental health folks in the school. Um What's that plan look like? I think it's something for us to really think about yeah. uh, because it's real. Yeah. Um, and then just some things coaches can do to help. Um, encourage positive self-talk. Create a supportive team environment. Model a positive attitude. Praise performance and effort. That goes back to the kids wanting to feel significant. Establish good pregame routines for your teams and your kids. Uh, communicate with the mental health professionals in your school um, and then make referrals when necessary. Remember you're yeah. a mandatory reporter. Uh, so if something like that happens, we have to report that we're mandatory to do that. So um, that's a lot. It's a lot of notes. Um, and I, I'd encourage people to, you know, if you were taking notes and didn't get them, go back and listen, at least try to uh, gather some of this stuff. Um, but boy, I, I went to some great sessions and just yeah. was really fired up when I came out. Um, and, um, again, I, I think it's something I'm really trying to push to our coaches that the mental health of our athletes and our kids is something we really got to be aware of yeah. and you know, take, take seriously. I, I want to great stuff, Todd. Um, uh, I came across an article on LinkedIn the other day that I read and I actually forwarded it out to my coaches Friday afternoon just to get them thinking about it. And is it along the lines of this um, positivity versus negativity, and the article is about how um, it's just ingrained in us uh, intuitively um, to respond more strongly to negative feedback um, mm-hmm. than positive uh, feedback. And, and, and this article goes back to the, the beginnings of that is um, you go back to, you know, early human time and, and, and things like that. Um, the negative feedback was things like, I'm cold. How am I going to overcome that? I'm hungry. How am I going to overcome that? And the negative feedback led to positive responses for the, the people who could positively respond were the ones who survive kind of, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, okay. Now here we are in 2020 you know, that that's, that's ingrained into us, uh, into our DNA, but it's not necessarily that conducive anymore, but we still, what we listen to the most is the negative feedback. It's much more powerful uh, for us. And so, you know, we talk about that four to one praise to, 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 to negative criticism. And we might have coaches who think they're doing that, but they have to think about that one negative thing. I say, how do I see it? And how is it delivered? 
because I might have given four positive praises and said four great things they did today. But the one that I said might be the only thing they take away from the day. And, yep. and yeah. how does that yeah. stack up on kids? Um, yep. So it, it's a great thing to reflect upon and become aware of in our feedback to, uh, from us as leaders to our coaches and from our coaches to our kids to try to curb the things you're talking about there, uh, Todd. Yeah, good point. Aaron, if you could send that. I missed that yeah. article, I think, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Maybe yeah, send, send that to me, and we'll put that out on our Twitter feed. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. that. I'd like that article, too. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll share that on Twitter, kind of separate from the podcast. Got it. Very good. Scott, how well, was your experience? It was – well, just like yours, it was fantastic. Um, I, I kind of just reiterate what Aaron said. I love going to – the convention and being around, you know, ADs that you've been able to develop relationships now for over, you know, I think this was my, uh, let's see, my 15th national wow. athletic director conference. And so been able to meet a lot of awesome ADs from across the country that um, I've been able to learn things from and, and take just like we do every year, take some nuggets away. How can we, make our athletic programs better one that hits me really hard is we are doing our podcast and we're talking to daryl nance and he had his uh card that he handed out to all of his kids and coaches uh i thought that was an awesome idea so actually uh grabbed that card from him and um was been able to start working on kind of developing something similar to that for our kids i thought it was a great reminder of to, to let our kids know, here's what we value. Here's what we call it. Our Jaguar creed is now, how are you making sure that you're being a part of that Jaguar creed and you're living the creed each and every day. Um, yeah. Just having given those kids some questions um, to kind of just reflect on um, how they're a part of that and what they can do better um, is awesome. And we're actually having uh, Andy Untham and I are having a, Ankeny Community School District Sportsmanship Summit coming up here January 22nd. So I'm taking some of what we we stole from Daryl there, and we're going to implement that into that day and facilitate some discussions revolved around um, how we can be better, you know, sports at games, how we can be better fans, um, talking about being that proactive, uh, you know, athletic director, bringing our kids together from both schools, um, and having discussions about how we want to treat each other during games, how we want people to perceive and see um, the the rivalry that we do have. Um, although it's intense and we want to win, um, when we get done, we want to be able to hug those kids from across the across town or across the court after the game, and and still have that admiration and respect for each other. So, um, so that was a great takeaway for me. Um, obviously both of our, uh, general session speakers were great. Um, but I always love, uh, Dr. Green and his uh, uh, law review is always awesome. And I always take something away from that, that somehow whenever he talks about that, something happens within my school that year that I can go back and, and relate back to like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Dr. Green talked about that at the national AD convention. So I have some you know, at least a base of knowledge or some information I can go back and um, just review and, and see how, um, you know, just get some perspective from him. And 
honestly, when at the convention, he says, hey, contact me. That is for real, because there was a couple times at Newton when I reached out to him and said, hey, this happened. Uh, I know you talked about this a little bit at the national convention, but can you uh, just give me a little guidance here? And he will respond back and he is fantastic. So for all of you out there listening, when he says uh, you can contact him, he really means it. And uh, he is just the most gracious giving person. Um, and it's awesome that we still have him um, available to us at the NIAAA. And he is gracious enough to come every year and, and give us not only some great information, but also add some, some comic relief to it also. <laughs> so I always appreciate um, that law review every year. And again, uh, I serve on a couple different committees. And um, for me, um, one of them is the strategic plan committee, which was awesome to um, kind of go back and, and reflect. And when we talk about things within the NIAAA and how I relate that back to my own school, or to other schools I've been at. So um, I can be a better AD. So I, I always got back to that uh, reflection piece. Um, I need to be better at reflecting because um, I'm, as you guys know, I just like to go and do <laughs> and get stuff done, <laughs> which I know that you guys, that's crazy. I know, I, I, but I need to be better at reflecting back and then, um, and maybe not always, I sometimes jump into the pool before I, <laughs> I, th I think back, but, and sometimes those are, sometimes that's awesome. And I learn through the process and I, and I get to where I want to go, but other times I think, well, I probably should have thought about this a little differently. So sometimes you need to put your suit on Scott instead of jumping in clothes on. I know. Well, yeah, you know, that's all right. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes your phone gets wet, you know, it, it just happens. So, um, and then also being a part of, um, just being a part of the, the convention again, and just that camaraderie um, and being with each other is awesome. And, uh, you know, just, we, I went to another session called uh, congregate and collaborate. Um, and we just had a bunch of ADs sitting in a room and uh, we went through and asked each other questions and just that time to network and uh, vaping was one of the big discussion points and how that has just become uh, an epidemic that's, you know, killing our kids and what can we do and being proactive to message to out to our students on how that is detrimental to their health and even could kill them. Um, we talked about there's a there's a program out there called Aspire um, that um, uh, one of the ADs talked about. So I actually uh, got some information on that and brought it to our administrative meetings on how we can use that program to work with our students um in, in the vaping epidemic that we have mm. um so some really great stuff um i learned and took away um whether it was through committee work whether it was through uh just networking whether it's just sitting down had the opportunity to to sit down with our globe trotting ad's for breakfast one morning mm. and just have a discussion with them about you know the the things that they face are very similar to to what we go through but also all the different um things that they run into with travel and um, how they administrate their programs. Um, so just informal, former, formal discussions. Um, you, you come back and you, your, your cup gets filled up and, and you feel like, okay, I can, I can do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go get 2020 now. So uh, always love going, um, have really enjoyed the last 15 years of being able to go and take all that in and, and uh, become better for my 
student athletes, my coaches and my school and my community. So it's, it's always an awesome experience to go. And, and the one thing I always come back to is just the people that I meet and learn from is awesome. Well said, you know, I, I, I'm guilty of always overlooking those, the congregate and collaborate, the lunch and learn. I just always skip over those. And yeah. I think next year, one of the things I'm going to make be more intentional, I guess, um, yeah. since that's hey. my word for, tw- hey, I'm giving it up. I'm yeah. going to, but I think next, next year I'm going to, I'm going to go to one of those and uh, experience those. Cause I think you're right. I just, I've got to put that in part of the, my schedule. Yeah. Those are honestly, the, the longer I've been there, I get more from those sessions than I, I do yeah. on any on other. Cause there are just so many people in the room that have had so many different experiences and, and those that are willing to share, I, I always take away good things from that. So yeah. it's, those are really good sessions. Good. I'm glad you brought that up. Now I'm convicted. <laughs> yeah. As, as are we all. Yep. Well, good. That great discussion. And again, hats off to the NIAAA, the NFHS, their staff. Um, boy, we know about putting on our state convention. Can you imagine that? I mean, I just, it's that's crazy. Um, but thank you to them for everything they do to make that such a first class experience. Um, again, the awards, um, the Hall of Fame banquet, the Tuesday night again is just a, a great experience that's so well done, so professional. Um, it's outstanding. So, um, everything first rate, first class, and thank you to the staff and everybody in Indianapolis who puts that together. All right, we're going to go to topic two, so stay with us. Um, um, We're going to talk about our one word, and uh, we're going to let Aaron kind of get us into this, kind of explain what it is, and and get us into this segment. Sure. Um, Well, from from my perspective, this is something I got into a few years ago. I I just, uh, you know, I came across some stuff with John Gordon. I know, shock, Aaron Stecker following (laughs) John Gordon stuff. Um, But... uh, you know, he just was talking about the, the resolution and how uh, the New Year's resolution, how by the end of January, you know, what percentage of people at 70, 75 percent of the people um, have failed or given up on their, their New Year's resolution by then. And, and he uh, proposes a different concept. And many of you have seen it, but, it, you know, it's um, you can go to at get one word uh, on Twitter and you can get some information. On it. But just this process of, of, of instead of uh, a New Year's resolution, coming up with a word that is going to be a driver uh, for you um, for the upcoming year, something that's going to move you forward to becoming the person, the leader, uh, personally, professionally, you want to be or get you closer towards that. And so really about ended a few years ago, and I, I got to be honest with you, I was racking my brain and I'm so stuck on figuring this year's word out. I was trying to remember what my last four or five have been, and I can't for life me right now I have to go back and look at some notes. Uh, in terms of what they were, but it's just the process of, of picking a word that will focus your energy and your effort um, for the upcoming year. Um, so um, as an example, mine last year was, was the word expand. And, and I reflected on that a little bit um, uh, here in the past few days. And, and I, I picked that word about mid-January last year and just really used it to when opportunities came up for me to step outside my comfort zone and try something <coughs> new and different. Uh, than I had maybe I'd been saying no to in the past. I said yes to it this year in an effort to expand influence, expand experiences, 
um, expand relationships uh, in 2019. And looking back on it was definitely my best year uh, of the one word experience in terms of it focusing me and driving me forward into mm-hmm. things I knew that I wanted to, wanted to be a part of or be better at. <coughs> so, so that's, that's the get one word experience. If you've never done it, I'd encourage you to do it. Um, uh, try it once and see if it isn't something that, that helps you um, push forward uh, in, in moments that uh, and maybe you want to give up on some stuff. Yeah. 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 So we're going to do the big reveal now. Um, Oof. Scott. Bum, bada, bum. <laughs> so I, I really, I was, yeah, I know we were kind of texting each other back and forth the other day and I, I've been really kind of just torn on what to uh, do. Last year, mine wasn't, was being more intentional. Mine was intentional. So uh-huh. kudos to you, Todd. I, 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 it was a great year for me because I really wanted to be intentional about, you know, my relationships, um, making sure that I let people know how much they meant to me. So I was doing a lot of uh, handwritten letters. I was really trying to be intentional about getting those out to people when they did great things. Um, it was good for me, um, especially being my first year at Centennial. I thought that was really, um, it really did a lot for me and uh, creating forging some relationships and, and getting to know the kids and coaches and teachers. So it was, it was good for me. Um, and as I reflect back on last year, um, it, it made me appreciate uh, all the things that people do for us that we might take for granted on a day-to-day basis. So um, I thought that was a good word for me last year. And, and I've been struggling with, with my word for this year, whether it was reflection um, I wanted to be more in the moment uh, when I'm, you know, with my family, I, I want to be able to put my phone away. Um, uh, so, so, but I, as I kind of just thought about it last night and thought about it, even this morning, I really uh, vision is the, the word for, for my 2020 uh, that having that 2020 vision. And, and when I think about my vision, it all kind of comes back to, my transformational purpose statement. And if I'm following that, my transformational purpose statement, that's going to keep me in check with, you know, what I do at school, what I do in my personal life, what I do at home, um, how I interact with my student athletes, how I uh, lead and, you know, lead by serving others through everything that I do. So um, that was the, my, my one word for this year was vision and really going back to my transformational purpose statement and making sure that I am doing that and being consistent as, as Aaron knows with coach. O, he talks about being the same person when you're at school, when you're at home, um, just being that simple man in a complex world. Um, and that's my transformational purpose statement um, is just to lead in the service of others, to serve my students, coaches, community, um, to help them reach far beyond what they ever thought they could um, achieve uh, through their participation in our activity programs at Centennial. Um, and then that goes back to helping my kids, um, helping my wife um, in any way, my friends, my fellow colleagues, my, you know, my friends, you guys and other ADs. I, you know, when ADs call, you know, me and I want to be able to help them um, and, and get them through with the tough times, just the other day on LinkedIn, I just posted a, just a quick snippet on 
you know, we all go through tough times and there's those dark times and, uh, you know, and we talk about that mental health piece, Todd, and I, I always love that you have that focus and you had those speakers come in. Um, but I think about that and, you know, there's been so many times that I've had tough times in my life and, you know, we reach out to each other. We reach out to people that we trust and care about um, to get us through those tough times and make sure that, you know, for me about being that light through dark times for other people and making sure when I see somebody struggling, I want to be able to help them uh, through those tough times um, is important to me. So that all goes back to my vision and my transformational purpose statement and, and why that's important to me. Um, and, and I, I, when I think about that, I, I, it really goes back to, I want to help other people. I want to help our student athletes. I want to help our coaches. I want to help our community. I want to help other athletic directors. Um, cause as you guys know, this is a tough job and, uh, we need, we need those, uh, fellow ADs to, to surround us and surround those like-minded people. Like that's why we go to the state ED convention. That's why we have our conference AD meetings. That's why we want to go to the national convention so that we can surround ourselves with those good people so that we can then shed that light that others have given to us, uh, to everyone that we can around us. So my word for 2020 vision. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, that's, you're making such a difference, Scott. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be tremendous. Well, I get, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, you know, you get inspiration from so many people and, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time that this podcast and being able to work with two, you know, Todd and Aaron, two of the best athletic directors I've ever had the opportunity to be around is, is awesome. And the, the they're just the, just through technology and media that we can get on and, and talk about, you know, our lives, not only as athletic directors, but as dads, as, parents as you know people in the community it's it's awesome and it's uh it's it's pretty humbling really that we have the opportunity to do this and and uh to be able to help other people's just awesome yeah absolutely yeah yeah well thank you that's that's great and uh you know my one word uh for 2020 is intentional and um i know i've I've come across a couple people, you included, who had that last year. And I, that's the word that just kept coming back to me. I think the great thing about the one-word experience when you read the book um, is, is that it, it does kind of just come to you. Um, sometimes it has come quicker than others. Uh, this time it came pretty quick. Um, my word last year for 2019 was faithful. Um, I wanted to be faithful to what um, – because I was in a time of transition, um, not knowing where I was going to go. And I was just putting a lot of trust in, in the Lord for that. And I wanted to be faithful for, for whatever he provided. And then faithful to whatever experiences he kind of uh, threw my way. Um, it's like when, when Aaron first brought up the idea of this podcast and, and starting Gordon Leadership, I thought, well, okay, that's it. Uh, somebody's talking through Aaron. And yep. so I, I decided to be faithful through that. Um, uh, but just a lot of things, this kind of came up and I said, okay, I'll be faithful in that. I'm not sure where it's going to go. Um, but I'm going to be faithful. And I, I do think, um, it was a, a really life changing word for me in a lot of ways. And then so intentional, 
I just, I, I just feel like I, I've just got to be more intentional. I just think it's going to take in so many areas of life, uh, personally, um, whether it means I, I've got to be more intentional about taking care of myself physically, uh, making sure I get that exercise and um, daily and, and just not go, go, go. Uh, I've got to take time for myself and be intentional about that. Um, be intentional about some of the things personally I want to do um, slash professionally, um, whether it's writing, whatever it might be. Um, and then be intentional, like you said, with relationships and reaching out to people and being proactive, uh, being intentional about some of the programs that we want to start um, at Green County, uh, intentional about some of the things we want to do to help ourselves be better. Um, I, it's just a word that's just going to ring true, I think, uh, throughout the whole year. And it just, it appeared just like that. As I was reading the book, I just, you start kind of generating these, these thoughts and, uh, I was just going to be intentional about the word that came and there it was. Uh, so um, people that know me kind of know, I don't go back and forth a lot. I just feel like it appears and that's what we're going to do. I didn't question it. Um, I guess I was reading in 2019. So I was faithful to what the word was. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there, you go. I love it. there you have it. So 2020 for me is about being intentional and uh, I'll, re I'll call on you too. And, uh, just to kind of help me do that too. So there it is. That's my word for 2020. Awesome. Aaron, uh, boy, uh, I don't know if you've got a nail down. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is a true story. So in my notes preparing for today, I had gone to the two words. I'd shared these two words with you guys the other day. I had, I had, um, I, and initially, Todd, when you posted out there, your word was going to be intentional. I had to get over my frustration with you because that was one of my words I was strongly in thinking about <laughs> using. I said, dang it, Todd didn't, or Todd beat me to the punch. Then my wife, of course, I said that. And Jeanette says, well, maybe your word should be action. If you had taken action earlier, you would have had that word first. <laughs> Thank you, oh, that one, hon. She is um, awesome. <laughs> my other... I had a couple of the words and the two I had written down coming into the show today were seek and uncomfortable. And I have a list underneath each one of those things. And about five minutes ago, maybe 10, I don't know. Uh, I switched and here's my word and I'm not quite sure why, but it popped into my head today. Um, it's been there. I've been, one of the things, um, if you know, I, I, I've talked about it a little bit, but went into our vision and mission uh, statement and process uh, here with our coaching staff at Kennedy, and you know, came up with the idea of every athlete life ready it, it is our vision and and the seven core uh, core skills within that um, go along with our acronym or an acronym for our mascot for Cougars: uh, courageous, optimistic, uncomfortable, generous. Uh, accountable, relentless, and stable. And, and we're working those things into our programs. What do they look mm. like? And nice. I've been seeing, and that's one of the reasons I was leaning towards uncomfortable because uh, it was one of our, one of our seven core skills that we want our kids to learn that'll help us reach our vision of having every, every student athlete be life ready. Um, and I've got a lot of things I need to do in our program and they're going to be, they're going to require me to be uncomfortable. So I was leaning towards uncomfortable. But honestly, five minutes ago, whatever it was, 
I was going through those, you know, those seven skills and I come across relentless. And for the last six months of teaching the uh, mental performance class, my kids, I keep using the word relentless. And I've been saying relentless is my favorite word. And here's why um, I love, I love the tenacity of it. I love that. I'm, I'm going to see something. I've got a vision for something. This is who I want to be, what I want to be about. And I'm going to relentlessly pursue it. And it just hit me about five minutes ago. If that's my favorite word of the seven, and that's something that's, that's been, been really driving me lately, why isn't that going to be my word? So I've mm-hmm. written down the word relentless. I'm going to pursue things like being a relentless, I'm pursue being a husband relentlessly, mm-hmm. being a father relentlessly, being a friend with a relentless spirit, pursue being the best AD I can be uh, with a relentless tenacity to get after it and do the things that are going to need to be done that might make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to relentlessly pursue the moment, mm. being in that moment, engaging the moment, learning what that moment has to offer me and offer those around me. Um, continue to rel- relentlessly pursue influence. What ways can I impact and influence others around me the way I've been so blessed to be influenced by others? So there it is out of the blue. And, and, and I, I say, it, I kid mm. you not. If you sit on it long enough and think about it long enough and talk about it with others long enough, listen to other people talk about theirs long enough, your word will just happen and mine mm-hmm. happened in the last 10 minutes. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That is That's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Great experience. And uh, that's a great word. Well, um, gosh, you guys explained yours so well. That was, that was just awesome. I appreciated that. And I'm going to go back and listen to our podcast uh, starting at 64 minutes. Mark. <laughs> so just, that's great. Just like, that. just like that. That's good stuff. Like um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, if any of you out there listening were on the fence about whether or not to do the one word, um, I hope you've been inspired to do it and uh, become more intentional, relentless, and have a vision uh, for what that word might be. So uh, thanks to John Gordon and the co-writers of that book. Um one word, uh, go out and get it. I used to have two or three copies and I used to hand them out to coaches and I wanted them to come back and you know how that went. So I've got the book on my Kindle and I just, I just read it off my phone every year. Uh, so I always have a copy, but, um, it's a, it's a pretty good investment. So I encourage you all to do it. And uh, thanks guys for sharing that and sharing from your heart, uh, what you're doing. So appreciate that. Um, that's really it. That's, uh, it's been a great show. Uh, again, been great to be back in 2020 and get it going. Um, and uh, episode three of the second season. Appreciate you guys and uh, have a great start again for full weeks. Uh, everybody's back in school this week. Weather looks great. Um, that's the good thing. Uh, man, we're going to knock off another seven or eight days here. The, the forecast for the next seven, eight days is uh, no precept. So let's hope that holds true, man. If we can get through January, we're getting closer to March. Uh, and, uh, you know, slow your roll there, Mr. Gordon. Hold on a second. I know Mr. Positive. I had, I had, this, I had to remind some people about this the other day. They were talking about the same thing you were just talking about. We got a great week in front of us. I'll remind you that last year on January 15th, no snow on the ground. We proceeded to have the third snowiest uh, winter <laughs> on record in cedar rapids from that point forward so let's enjoy it while we have it although you know me i'm a snow guy yeah uh, don't talk about it too much they'll jinx it all right <laughs> yeah. 
I had forgotten January 15th was no snow on the ground. So yes, good point. There he is. But Mr. But Aaron Stecker, it. relentless with the truth. Uh, <laughs> but we should enjoy it. You're right, though. We've got a great week in front of us. Yeah. From so, AD's perspective. Yeah. Everybody out there, have a great week. Uh, thanks, guys, again for your time. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Uh, a good start to January. And it's going to be busy. It'll go quick. Um, enjoy the moments. Uh, be a part of those moments. And uh, thanks for everything everyone does out there for your programs, your communities. Uh, you are appreciated. And look forward to talking to you again soon. So have a great week, everyone, and be blessed.